Welcome to the Miskatonic Playhouse. I'm T.A. Newman, your host and keeper. Tonight we welcome you back to Cult and Culpability, the matinee performance in celebration of Regency Cthulhu, Chaosium's new historical setting for 7th edition Call of Cthulhu. In a moment, we'll rejoin the Prido family. But first, a reminder that Chaosium's tabletop role-playing game Call of Cthulhu contains mature themes, including cosmic horror, character death, and loss of sanity. And now it's time to pull back the curtain and roll the dice. Anastasia, it's the morning of the rabbit's ball. But you've been hiding in your room for a day or two. What have you been up to? Would I have literally not seen anyone in those two days? Is everyone else home, like uh, Charlotte and my uncle, or is it just me? Charlotte has been elsewhere. Mr. Burroughs escorted you from the Kingscombe Spa back to Prido Manor. Reverend George has been in and out. But your brother, you haven't noticed him coming home. It's a big manor and lots of empty rooms. Okay. Uh, I think I would talk to the staff fairly regularly uh, to check if everyone's okay, if they've heard news from everyone, if they've talked to my uncle and if he said anything. Um and of course, on top of that, I'd like to make sure the first night before going to sleep that I uh, drank the light tea followed by the dark tea as instructed. Um, and I'd also like to have had some conversations with Mr. Burroughs about what's been happening and his thoughts on uh, uh, the Hawthorne's intention to kill me. So there's two key things there. Conversations with Burroughs and drinking the tea. Which yeah. of those two things would you have done first? I think depending on how traumatized we both were upon returning from the spa, uh, we would either take some rest, do the sleeping and then have the conversation in the morning, or we would have the conversation upon returning and then do the drinking the tea the night. Uh, don't what, give, what don't are give your me yours, Anastasia. Tell me which one. Which one? <laughs> Which one would she have felt in the moment? She's come back. Burroughs has brought her back. Burroughs has protected her by bringing her back from the spa, back to Prudhoe Manor, to relative safety, away from whatever it was that you saw with those yellow eyes, the skin split with the head open, pulled open, and the metal prong sticking out of its head. Burroughs was the one to bring you back. You're back here, isolated in your room. Obviously, I it's not proper for Burroughs to be in your room, so what is it you do? I think she'd want to talk about it, even if it involves him standing outside her door. <laughs> Burroughs, you are outside of Miss Anastasia's door. <laughs> not an unfamiliar place, one would argue. No, absolutely, and it's quite proper. So it's just sort of slightly ajar, I suppose, and he's just sort of leaning against the wall just next to it. And they're talking through the crack. What said? What happened, Boris? What happened? What? What was that? What's going on? I'm. I'm quite certain in my mind that 
nothing unusual took place. I think um, perhaps uh, a case of the papers, uh, the temperature perhaps, or the unfamiliar waters, um, just... Uh, and he's sort of dabbing at his own forehead with a handkerchief and, and tugging at his collar. Um, such things do happen. And uh, perhaps we, we saw or, or thought we saw or dreamt that we... Uh, but not, not, not in truth, not in, not in actuality. Um, I say, nothing unusual. Do you really think that? No, quite, 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 quite. Really? Burrows, really? That is what we're doing? Right Burrows, now? do you actually, are you trying to persuade her for her, don't tell me whether you're trying to persuade her for her benefit or for your own benefit. Are you trying to persuade her? Um, or yourself? Yes. Yeah, there's definitely some persuasion going on. I think there's a role in it then. Oh, yeah. no. Do I get to counter with an opposed psychology role? I think that's a valid call, Anastasia. You needn't worry. He's not particularly persuasive. Okay, can I oppose with a persuade role, actually? I just realized. Or, um, yeah. yeah. I think the rules say you can oppose either with a psychology or the same skill. Yes. Yeah, yeah. but can you just tell me in terms of if he's trying to persuade you, how is it you're trying to persuade back? You can absolutely make the role. I'm just curious. I'm just going to try and persuade him that he's full of crap. <laughs> so he's trying to convince you of something and you're trying to persuade him to tell the truth and it's whoever yeah. rolls the right role here uh, ends up on top. Okay, so let's let's see that then. Burrows. Let's let the dice do the talking. That's a failure for Mr. Burroughs. 47 over a measly 30. Okay, he's in the wrong campaign for a bit of gaslighting. Anastasia, how about you? A hard success of 22 over 53. Mr. Anastasia is just going to say, Burroughs, really? Really? Is this what we're doing here? Well, did you not see what I saw? Have you not been to this town during this whatever's been happening? I did. I saw it. It was terrible. And he just starts sort of stuffing his handkerchief into his mouth on the other side of the door and whimpering into it. Anastasia, the man that so valiantly grabbed you from the Kingscombe Spa, threw you in the uh, Prudo carriage that was waiting for you outside the spa, got you back to Prudo Manor has found his breaking point this is the moment where his guard is down there is relative safety and i think it's up to you how you perceive this social weakness it's only you it's only him there is a door between you but you are miss anastasia prido of one of the ruling houses of kingscombe and he is a man of industry and he is weeping at your door i I think considering the downfall of uh, Anastasia's reputation over a certain period of time now, she doesn't really feel like she's in a place to judge. <laughs> um, I think she probably feels bad for him. She probably, she definitely feels less attracted to him than she did before. But that's okay, <laughs> that's for bias now and that's fine. Um, <laughs> but she will, she will, you know, stand up from her bed and go and like sit down on the floor on the other side of the door and be like, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry, Burroughs. I'm really sorry, I didn't mean to. Are you okay? Uh. <laughs> Look, I know it's bad. It's bad. It's very bad. Oh my god, it's so bad. What are we going to do? You know they're trying to kill me, right? Yes. 
Yes. Um, what do you think? Do you think that's that's true? Do you believe it? Oh, yes, Miss Bidot. Um, please, what must you think of me? Yes. Ah, uh, wait, threats. Uh, abominable threats were made against your person and the tea. You must drink that tea. So you believe Tobias? Do you think Tobias is good? I, I perhaps hope more than I, I, I thought myself a reasonable judge of character, Miss Prudhoe. I am beginning to doubt uh, the evidence of my eyes. I don't know that we have the luxury of not believing him. Out of all the people that have tried to convince me one way or the other, it's Tobias I trust the most. I will take the tea. But is that all? Is, is, that, is that the limit of our power? Is there nothing else we can do? We are due, due to attend... You've been invited... Uh, what will they say of society? Miss Bruteau, I, I don't know. We could alert the constabulary, perhaps. They're powerful. Yes, they are. I suppose we're doomed, then. On that wonderful sentiment, we're going to see the Reverend. Reverend, it's the day of the ball. There is a lot to do in terms of preparing to be at such a significant social event. You've been told by Lady Hawthorne that this is the crown and the jewel of social events here in Kingscombe. And it's your first that you're attending here in Kingscombe. What are you doing? Well, <clears throat> the Reverend is currently in the company of uh, Mr. Martin Lewis, his valet. Thomas Prado has managed to spare... Mr. Lewis, for a short amount of time so he can help the Reverend d decide whether or not his important things, whether he needs to wear a wig tonight or not. He usually wears it when he has dinner with the bishop and he just is not sure whether it, it is the correct time. Maybe it, it's, it's seen as old-fashioned, but he kind of doesn't mind being seen as old-fashioned. Uh, he is there to make a statement Tonight, he feels better that he has staff around him. He uh, was most displeased with Harris, as when he went into the study, he found Master Thomas's mask stabbed into the desk, which made the Reverend call into question all kinds of security. And he's been introduced to uh, Mr. Callum Douglas, who I've been told will accompany me to the ball, along with the coachman, Mr. Adrian Russell, and indeed Mr. George Barnacott, the groom. Feeling that he has some, um, well, muscle, he is more pleased and can relax a little, hoping that his meeting tonight with uh, the gravedigger Peter Owens will go smoothly, and is going to try to relax, which is why he wants to look his best, be strong for the children, and see quite what happens. Not playing his... showing his cards, playing his cards. He's not familiar with his gambling terms, but playing it steady as a proper city-ton gentleman should. So where is he? What's he doing? Oh, he's in his uh, room, getting ready, trying the wig, 
and uh, lamenting that the chef wasn't able to um, find any lampreys because he was quite partial to those when he was served them once. And he's just uh, waiting, reading through a piece of paper and maybe even uh, getting time when he's waiting for everyone to head up to the telescope and see what he can see. So let's have a fashion roll. You're playing with oh your wig. God, you're no. getting yourself ready. Are you wearing your... Uh, no, that's why he has a valet. Well, and, uh, valet included. Oh, oh, that's almost luckable. He has rolled 14 versus 10. Is it something you'd like to spend luck on? This is the crown of the jewel in societal Kingscombe. This is the time to make an impression. Should, but I might need it to survive and live. Um, oh, that's heavens, future man, reverence go, problems. If you, if you go, if you turn up and make an embarrassment of yourself, what's the point in living? Exactly. This is very true. This is very true. He will spend the four luck to bring it down to a success. Goodness me. Excellent. You've, Joe, you, you put that bloody wig on and you play with it for a few minutes and you question about the old-fashioned nature of wearing it. It's very... Well... It's it's not everybody's current cup of tea, you imagine Lady Hawthorne saying. But the reality is, for you, it finishes your visage. The Reverend Prido, this is who you are. It's not quite out of fashion for some of the old school boys, and you can just put yourself in that category. Not really, but just and you think that this is a recognisable stately approach for you to be able to turn up at the rabbit's ball held at Dun Manor and do so with a level of recognition and dignity. Do you hope that Reverend Giles Marsh is also going to be wearing a wig? If he's been to the same dinners as he has with the bishop, then he will probably expect it to be. Um, but hopefully his wig will be more expensive than the Reverend Marsh's. You finish dressing yourself in the the suitable fashion that befits your your post as well your your role your calling in life reverend and you you get your wig and it just sits perfectly and just as you get it to sit perfectly and you know with the the kind of the pressure you feel on your head where it is almost kind of pinned in a little bit you know exactly where it is that's that usually calls for a a, a good dinner with the bishop but in that moment there is a crack to the side of you and it makes you jump oh. one of your windows has just been cracked someone has just thrown something at your bedroom window and it has cracked the window pane he immediately calls for uh, douglas and uh, goes to look out of the window D douglas douglas what's going on out there uh, D douglas um D D uh, do you call from in the house or are you calling out the window um i'm calling him in the house uh, so he will run up the stairs wearing the, the, mm -hmm. the Prido colours uh, and he runs up, um, um, knocks on the door before he comes in. Come, 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 come in. Come in. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. What's the problem, sir? Look at look at this window. It's it's broken. Somebody's just thrown something at it. Oh. Has like, something oh. come through at all? Right. He runs straight over to the window and forces the window open mm -hmm. um, and you kind of hear the, the glass uh, kind of crack and splinter a bit more and he kind of looks out, looks around. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm terribly sorry, sir. There's no one there. Perhaps a bird? Perhaps a bird. Can I remind you that somebody got into the study and stabbed Master Thomas's mask? Um, 
Yes, sir. Um, we're incredibly sorry about that, sir. We're not quite sure what happened there. We we have since uh, your arrival and Miss Anastasia's um, accusations that the carriage driver. Um, we 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 have made sure that we have absolutely had someone at every entrance or exit to the house at all times. But uh, it's inexplicable, sir. It's inexplicable. No, um, no, no, no. It's it's. When people want to get you, they shall, Mr. Douglas. Um, has um, Miss Miss Foster heard anything from uh, Miss Anastasia? Is she okay? Yes, I believe she's been attending her sir regularly, and I, I believe Miss um, Prudhoe is feeling better, sir, but I wouldn't like to speak on behalf of Miss Prudhoe, should that not be the case. Um, but, sir, moments before you shouted for me, moments before you mm. called for my attention, sir... Um, a gentleman, not a gentleman, sir, um, someone from the town brought a note for you. Oh, goodness. Um, oh, do, do you have it with you at, at all? I, 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 I... Here you are, sir. Oh, very kind, very kind. Uh, and it's a, a, an envelope that is sealed. Uh, would you give me some uh, preface? Could, could you just go and, and see if you can find if it was a bird downstairs outside of the window? If it was somebody attacking us or doing anything? Goodness, it makes me want to break out the pole arms. Oh, no, of course, sir. Probably a bird. I will find it. Of course, sir. Thank Very you. good, sir. Have a Thank lovely you. day, sir. Um, d d d d your mask, sir. Would you like me to leave it downstairs with the rest? Oh, yes. Leave it downstairs. I intend to wear it as little as possible. Have you, have you been to one of these bunny bulls before uh I'm afraid Douglas? not sir but no. i have heard they are quite uh the exceptional social events sir i'm sure you'll have a wonderful time so very licentious if you don't ask me but uh, no, not to worry um i i will need you to uh travel with um mr mr russell with us to the to the ball unless you have anything planned Tonight, but just be good to know you're there. That's all, Mr. Douglas. Of course, sir. And we will be in the carriage waiting your desire to return, sir. Of course, sir. Very good, sir. Have a lovely day, sir. Uh, th th thank you. Thank you. Very good, sir. And he leaves. Okay. He will unravel the envelope and look at the note. You see, see what it sees. A familiar handwriting in a torn piece of paper. You are being watched. Send your lawyer Burrows for nine o'clock. A friend. He assumes that is going to be Mr. Gravedigger. Um, is the fire on in the house? I believe I believe it's still March. Will we have the fire on at the time? Would you have instructed the fire to be on? If it's cold, then yes. Then very good, sir. The fire is on. <laughs> Jolly good. Uh, he shall burn the note. Oh, excellent. Okay. Well, I think we'll just have a little trot over to Charlotte Lambert. Now, Charlotte, I've got quite a significant question to ask you and put you on the spot with here. You woke up in Dun Manor. Have you stayed in Dun Manor since you woke up and Lady Hawthorne was reading your most recent writings of The Crimson Kiss and you received quite a beautiful present from Lord Dun's daughter? A dress with a matching mask. A dress that she said was the same as hers. Would you have stayed, Charlotte, or would you have returned to Prido Manor? 
I think Charlotte would have stayed until the day of the ball. I think she would want to go back to Prideaux Manor to see particularly Anastasia, but also all her jewellery and hair accessories and perfumes and everything up back home. And um, there's one particular thing she wants to wear to the ball, which was a wedding present from... Philippe's mother, I think, uh, which was a string of pearls. She doesn't wear them often, but I think she wants to wear them tonight. Is this something you would have gone to get, Charlotte, or something you would have sent someone to get? You find yourself in Dun Manor and you are being treated like royalty. You don't, unfortunately, have the opportunity to meet Lord Dun, Lady Dun, or even his daughter. It feels rather busy with servants getting ready for the rabbit's ball and my word they are busy this is going to be quite an event but there are lots of servants at your beck and call and you'll never guess who makes an appearance sitting at your dressing table ah philippe i was hoping to see you today well you can pretty much see me every day my dear Right? What what a lovely room. I love it it's... so much here. It is so nice. I love what you're doing with the place. <laughs> well, it's uh, a bit of a difference, isn't it? No, 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 it's not much of a difference. It's what you deserve. Oh. It's what you need. Well... Right? Right, darling? Maybe... Maybe no, 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 I don't want to hear any maybe now. You All right, know. I'll stay for the rest of the day. I, but I would like to know how Anastasia's doing. She's, she's had she's a difficult time fine. with it lately. She is doing fine. You don't need her, even if she might need you. But what's the point? I, I saw that you wrote a few things, didn't you? Well, I don't have any memory of writing them, but I suppose I must have done. Philippe, I mean, you yeah. can see the papers in front of you. You're very welcome to pick up one and have a look. I, I just find it, you know, quite amazing in many ways. You have such an imagination, my dear. Fingers touched with the cold hostility of ancient glass. The warmth from Jonah's fingertips gave life to the reflection as it welcomed Jonas into its mirror world. With a sharp breath, a cough, and a splutter, Jonas could see the world, but backward. The bed was on the wrong side, as was the door. The window on the washbowl. He looked back through the mirror and saw the world he had left behind. The reflection spoke with the red shimmer in its eyes, pulsing much fiercer than before. Here I am, the opposite of you. Bold, charming, popular too. You want your life on the other side to be a fast pull. A exciting ride? Jonas stepped closer, drawn to the, to the reflection exuding more lives than he ever could. I do. Please tell me how. That sounds exciting, doesn't it? It does. 
You know, it's very strange to be proud of writing something when you don't have any memory of actually writing it. Well, it is your handwriting, Charlotte. I know. I know. I know it has to be mine, but... Well, apart from that, the talent, I can see it's yours, of course. You had always such a way with words. Oh, thank you. Ah, oh, Charlotte, everything is finally right. Finally, you are where you belong. I love you, darling. And I love you, Cher. You're, you're never going to let me go, right? You will always not. be with me. Yes, of course. I, I, I lost you, and then now you're back, and you're right. Well, and I don't is... want to leave anymore, right? Well, I don't want to wake leave, up in you? strange places. I want you to stay with me. Don't leave me behind. Not again. Oh, the guilt trip. Oh, on, the guilt trip. On that trip. wonderful guilt trip. Charlotte, can you give me a listen roll, please? I can indeed. Uh, that is a failure, unfortunately, of 47 against 27. The guilt consumes you and everything else is blocked out. You look into Philippe's eyes and you see the man you loved. But what you don't hear is someone arriving at Dun Manor. Lord Cosgrove, you arrive in your carriage and as it rolls up, outside of this quite wonderful, beautiful, large, lordly manor house that overlooks this town and is up on the cliffs and the sea is beneath. It is quite the mini kingdom that you've been invited to. Your uh, carriage driver runs down, opens the door, and you see before you a uh, rather portly gentleman with eyes uh, slightly wider than you think that they should be uh, standing there um, waiting to speak to you. Ah, uh, you, you, you man, are, are you a manservant? Are you here to show me to my rooms? Um, no, uh, Lord Cosgrove, uh, Apologies, I, Lord Dunn. Sorry, uh, poor introduction. Oh, sorry. Ah, uh, you are Lord Dunn. I, yes, I'm. I'm terribly sorry. No, no, no. I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, not very with the the social interaction. Um. Right. Lovely. Yes, yes. I. It was very gracious of you to invite me. I'm. I'm. I'm rather lucky forward to catching up with some old friends here yes i quite we wanted you here um great re reputation well known very uh connected many people lots of connections uh great wonderful wonderful um uh, please uh we wanted you here earlier uh to speak to um me uh myself uh and um my um friend friend um, uh, Lord uh, Hawthorne. Uh, who, ah, yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, he invited you. Uh, very good. Um, would you uh, um, care for a, a, a drink to join us? For, for a drink to care? Indeed, yes, yes. I'm, I, I am never one to turn down a drink. No, no good, very good, very good. Uh, um, uh, your, your things... Ah, 
will be put in a, in a, in a, in a room. Um, yes. Um, oh, I, I have brought a manservant with me, or, or at least a... Yes, I suppose you could call him a manservant to aid me with, with certain matters. Uh, perhaps he could um, help with the bags. Uh, Johnson? Uh, Johnson um, casually steps down from the carriage and it looks like uh, he is taller than you and oh, yes. <laughs> wider than you and uh, is wearing... I suppose, suitable uh, attire for this incident, but seems to be wearing it on the rather tight side. Um, <laughs> and just steps down and just goes, Yes, my lord, I'll get the bags. Um, uh, good man, good man. Yeah. Uh, my lord, done. Where do you want the bags? Oh, um, take them in and one of the people will show you. Right. And Lord Dunn uh, essentially just kind of gestures in and, and leaves um, Johnson to um, to to collect your bags, which uh, bizarrely he manages to make look rather small uh, when he puts <laughs> one bag under one arm and the other bag under the other arm uh, and starts uh, <laughs> following you down the gravel drive towards the manor house. Um, Marvellous. Lord Dunn, you can tell, is not uh, the most eloquent of individuals, uh, but he does start uh walking towards the, the the manor house with you trying his very best and if any point uh lord cosgrove you'd like to make any particular role on lord dunn you're very welcome to let me know um mm. uh, lord cosgrove the, the the ride um suitable the, the, uh, i'm, I'm... Is there such a, a thing as a pleasurable carriage ride? They, they're tiresome at best and uncomfortable at worst, and this was both. Yeah, yes, quite. Uh, I don't don't tend to leave um, Kingscombe uh, my, myself, um, but... <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't worry about it, my good man. There isn't much out there to see. Yeah, yes. Kingscombe is um, more than... Anyone could dream about. Um, yes, uh, please, uh, this way. And he leads you into a, um, a rather lovely study. Quite large, really well, um, very well furnished. In fact, not really well, very well furnished. It is beautiful. There are uh, multiple lounging chairs. There's a desk. There's libraries. There's a, um, a beautiful kind of drinks table. There's a, there's a little gaming table to the side, which you can see doesn't really get played that much, but is there for special occasions. And sitting almost perched on the desk is your old associate, Lord Hawthorne. Ah, good to see you, Lord Hawthorne. Marvellous. Thank you very much for the invitation. Very good to see you here, Lord Cosgrove. It is an absolute pleasure, and I have no doubt that you're going to find your time here, especially at this, shall we say, uh, I think my wife calls it the crown and the jewel of societal engagements here in Kingscombe. You will find this quite a revealing evening. Indeed. I hope you don't mind, Lord Cosgrove, but we here in Kingscombe know of your wide reputation. You have so many 
friends in high places who all seem to owe you their friendships, shall we say. Indeed. And we're very much hoping this evening that we can show you just how close we can be as friends. And perhaps some of those shared interests could become a common agreement. But this is all absolutely at your discretion. I wouldn't want you to make any decisions about anything we have here this evening until you are firmly feet up, drink in hand, and we're talking about some of those old hunting stories from back in the day. And I apologize if any of this sounds like some kind of debasing business talk. It's not my intention. I just mean to further yours and our social connections. Well, my dear Hawthorne, consider my interest peaked. Mm. On that wonderful note, we will jump <laughs> to Thomas Prudhoe. Thomas, where are you? What are you doing? This is the day of the ball. And before you say a single word, Mr. Thomas Prudhoe, can you give me a constitution roll? So that is actually a failure as a 48 over 40. Okay. Um, so for the um, foreseeable future, arguably approximately the next 12 hours, you are suffering uh, immediate uh, cold sweats, uh, shivers, a, a stomach sis, uh, sickness, and there is this... Uh, constant headache which seems to be there which seems to just sit there almost at the base of your skull that you can't seem to get rid of you're able to function you're able to do what you want to do but you are clearly in a state of dare i say addiction thomas is probably spending majority of the time laid back on a chaise lounge, going cold turkey from this red jelly. I imagine a large glass of brandy in one hand, cold, wet flannel on forehead, groaning as Harris brings another of his patented hangover cures um, on a shiny silver platter. Looking over at Harris and catching sight of the appearance in the silver tray, which is still ghoulish and pallid compared to the usual rugged cheek that Thomas has, it's it's enough to make him shudder. That coupled with the surprise intrusion of the whoever it was that stabbed his mask, but the mask did at least get the attention. It's, it's proof that somebody is out to get the family. And I think Thomas, although in a weakened state, will be plotting how he can combat this unknown, well, unknown entity at the moment, but he has strong suspicions he knows exactly who it is. Is there anything in your restful, remorseful state of physical and discomfort that you would like to do before you prepare yourself for the rabbit's ball this evening? Thomas is going to ensure that he has armed himself. The scalpel from the table has been slotted back up the sleeve and the sleeve being the cuff being uh, laced up again. 
but I think availing himself of one of the horse pistols from the groom's stables and making sure it's loaded is n probably a sensible option there as well. But other than that, I think Thomas will be uh, drinking and in preparation for the ball, making sure that he's got his deck of cards and his dice box as well, as no matter how much alcohol he has imbibed, gambling, well, there'll always be a bit of gambling, won't there? And uh, the, I'm sure that uh, Kingscombe, with its uh, creme de la ton in attendance, must be rich pickings for somebody with a, a handy dice box. Absolutely. In preparing your pistol and having a few drinks, uh, can I ask you to give me a um, to, to give me a firearms pistol roll, please? Not to fire it, but just to see how well you've prepared it. You can indeed. Unfortunately, he's more of a a swordsman, but uh, carrying a, a rapier into the ball would be Probably much harder to conceal. Upon. Absolutely, yeah. uh, that is a thirty-three over. 20. I'm not going to spend luck. Are you sure? Mm. Would you like to push the roll and really examine the barrel? Yeah, really good idea. I'm going <laughs> to... You know what? Just slot it down your trousers. <laughs> you know what? I am going to push the roll. Oh. And i am got a 20 on 20. <laughs> that is a success. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, wow. I think there's a moment as you're 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 looking at the gun and you're you're making sure you're looking at how it's loaded, where the the, the shot is, and you're the, the, you know, you're you're really examining the gun itself. But there is a moment where you realise you are actually looking down the barrel, and you think for a second, "Oh my god, this could be," and then you just hear a click, and you realise it's loaded. You realise it's set. You realise it's all okay, and I better not do much with it. Um, unless something else happens you just managed to, to successfully load this gun that you're not very familiar with it's not something that thomas is au fait with but you load it you have it it's prepared and your heart probably sped up for a few moments there and the uh, the sweat that you have already probably doubled uh, in its perspiration rolling down your face but you have your scalpel up your sleeve uh, your pistol may i ask where your pistol is hidden the pistol will be tucked into the back of Thomas's trousers, uh, hidden by the tails of his coat. Um, of course, Thomas will make the necessary ablutions and make himself presentable. And if one thing Thomas knows how to do, it is to make himself presentable after a heavy night on the town. Then let's have that fashion roll, because I love a good boast. That is a 34 over 30. I will spend the four points of luck on that. Oh, good man. Okay. Got my priorities straight. Spend it on the fashion. Absolutely. So you do. And, you know, as much as you have met the role and you are wearing the right attire and you do in the moment, look at yourself in the mirror and go, yes, I am ready for this ball. Um, may I ask what colours you're wearing? In a, a direct dig at Jenkins, he's going to wear red. Mm. A scarlet tailcoat, almost in mockery, vain mockery of a military uniform. Uh, ivory satin breeches, white stockings, and a dark burgundy waistcoat with a matching cravat. Dandy. You wear that 
and you look the part and you see yourself in the mirror and you think, Jenkins, this is for you. But you also can't help but see the sweat that pours down your forehead. You have a handkerchief to hand and you can dab it, but you are feeling the lack of whatever Jenkins gave you. This red gelatin, this red jelly, it is... I mean, if, dare I say, Thomas, if you could give me a power roll. That is a 25 under 45. That is a regular success. Thomas, you lick your lips. You want the taste. But there's a deep breath. You wipe your brow, you dab your brow, but you're okay for a minute. You're all right. You don't need it. You don't need it. It was something that gave you something and clearly you just need to get it out of your system. But you're okay for now. Surely you'll be Alcohol fine. Alcohol will fill the gap. It's Alcohol fine. Alcohol will fill the gap. I like that as a motto for Thomas Prudhoe. Uh, so the um, the day rolls on. The evening begins to, to, to approach us. And we find ourselves with the Prudhoe carriage outside of Prudhoe Manor. And a voice from the main hall, recognisable voice that we all know, is Harris. Lords, ladies, the carriage is ready to take us to Dun Manor for the Rabbit's Ball. Your masks are here and we await your attendance. Jolly good, jolly good. Uh, children, are you, are, you, are you all ready? Quite ready, Uncle. May Good. I assist you into the coach, sister? Um, very well, brother. Have we had any conversations at all? Is this like the first time I see uh, him? This is the like, first time. Are you in days? You're well, I, I trust, brother. As as well as one can be who has seen what I have seen. I uh, shall elucidate you in the carriage ride. I feel it is worth planning our well, dare I say plan of attack for attack. this social battle that we are about to engage in huh. and well hopefully no more than that Anastasia, you haven't seen your brother in days, he's sitting in the carriage, his hand is out, he's pulling you in with the help of the, the, the carriage driver and he's talking to you about a plan of attack he's talking to you about this social event this social warfare he's he's got a thomas can, can you just describe for a minute before the spot hidden just like how you present yourself to your sister that you haven't seen in days and you've been missing thomas is standing as still as he can muster. He's trying to put on the appearance of somebody who has it all under control. But that telltale shake of the hand and that bead of sweat glistening on his brow is, well, I'm sure somebody as astute as Anastasia will probably notice that all is, is not well. And the smell of alcohol on his breath is a pretty big giveaway that he's been drinking again. But with everything that has gone on over the past couple of days Thomas is relieved to see that his uncle that Anastasia are okay 
or at least appear to be. Anastasia, what did you roll on your spot hidden? Uh, a lovely 70 over 49, so definitely a failure. My brother always looks a bit terrible, so today's no exception. I mean, the drinking, that's also not unusual. He seems to be mostly himself. <laughs> when he talks to you about this b b social attack, social b preparation, this the, the event, Anastasia, I'm guessing this takes you by surprise? Up to now, my brother has been in uh, in my uncle's camp where we deny that anything is wrong and everything's fine. We just move forward and we never tell Anastasia anything. So now he's here and he's telling me that something's wrong. So he finally sees it and he's also willing to talk to me about it. Something is, is definitely wrong in that regard. But also, kind of glad that it's not just me i've managed to get barrows to see that something is wrong and my brother that that's kind of promising do, so do, i'm happy to talk to him you have burrows you have thomas are there any other allies that, that that you feel you have at the moment uh definitely not my uncle i can't trust him at all <laughs> uh charlotte i want to but she's been very absent uh so it's it's hard to tell where she's at. I haven't seen her at all, but I still feel she's she's an ally. And of course, Tobias, who is great uh, and very attractive. Tobias, who <laughs> is great and attractive. <laughs> Being one of the great attractive ones that comes to mind. Great attractive ones, like you, the great old ones. <laughs> could you just quickly give me a power roll, please, Anastasia? If I fail, am I thinking of Tobias and not paying attention to my brother? We'll see. Oh, that is unfortunately an extreme success for the 12 over 65. You see your brother. You see the bead of sweat on his brow. You think about his days of drinking and how this is not unusual for him, but yet he has been missing for days and he's quite urgently talking about this social event. And you think about him now talking to you, sharing with you something he hasn't done before. And you think of Burroughs, you think of Charlotte, you think of your allies, you think of Tobias. You have a flash in your mind, Anastasia. You see Tobias. He's sitting on the arm of a stone, almost like a, a rounded stone. He appears to be underwater. What do you do, Anastasia, whilst you see this momentary underwater vision of Tobias. Is, is there any expression in his face? Does he look distressed? Does he look calm? What kind of... What, what is his state in that vision? He's smiling at you. And you realise what he's sitting on is a rounded stone and it is a, a, an arm, but it's the arm of a large carved stone chair a seat and he smiles at you and just slowly moves his hand through the water and pats the back of it and kind of nods to you and that's when i'm awake this is right now okay he did mention last time we talked about trying to find each other in the vision zone it appears so... you found it what do you do 
I'll, uh, yeah, I'll go up to him. Um, come on, Tobias, let's talk. I, I haven't talked to you in such a long time. So much has happened. Come talk to me. Anastasia, I will. Sit down, sit here. But I don't like the water, Tobias. I don't like it. You will. We all will. Anastasia, at that moment, you feel almost a tightness in your lungs and a sharp breath. <gasps> and you realize that you're still standing on the steps to the carriage with Thomas in front of you and Reverend George behind you and, and, and Burrow standing just to the side of the carriage. And you can taste tea in your mouth. You don't remember drinking the tea, but you can taste it. What do you do? Do I know that I've drank the tea before sleep that night? Give me an intelligence roll, please. Okay. That is an extreme success with a 12 once again, but this time over 80. The only explanation for this almost recollection of a vision. It, it, you don't feel like you were just having the vision. You feel like you were having a momentary recollection of a vision you have already had. But okay. you can't piece it together. It's not a conscious linear thought. It's broken. Does it feel like a dream, like one of my dreams? Absolutely. But you don't remember having seen that throne before, that chair before, mm. that stone-carved, beautiful looking thing but Tobias was there Anastasia is even more confused she's trying to pay attention to her brother who's probably telling her pretty horrifying things that she should really be paying attention to um, and also she'd like to share with him what she's experienced and ask him whether she feels like Tobias might be trustworthy or not Although she won't necessarily like, agree with what he's saying, but it's good to have votes of uh, confidence or not. Hmm. Okay, so you uh, you enter the carriage. You just demonstrate yourself in that specific way. Reverend, you are a step behind. Burroughs is uh, almost a step behind you, uh, Reverend. We will wait a moment for Mr. Burroughs and just pause him before he uh, gets up onto the carriage. Mr. Burroughs, um, I fear we might be being watched. And so I would be indebted to you if you might be able to do a simple favor for me around, well, at nine o'clock this evening. Would you be so good as to meet a friend at the telescope? Literally, so all you have to do is make an excuse. I mean, you won't be in, in the ball, unfortunately. Be, might be quite fun, actually, but uh, I could do with someone to talk to. But, uh, no, uh, wait for the carriage. At nine o'clock, make your way to the telescope, which I'm assured is in the grounds of the Dun Manor, and a friend will meet you there. I would be uh, indebted if this is just between the two of us and uh, receive whatever the gentleman... Uh, gives to you and uh, I take it to the carriage and keep it exceptionally safe. I shall try and make my excuses to come out and uh, see you and read what is in the book, but um, is that agreeable, sir? Uh, Burroughs uh, sort of swallows hard and, and blinks several times 
um, and then nods a few times erratically. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. Nine, nine o'clock. But very good. No, no trouble at all. Thank, thank you very much. And uh, are you okay uh, tra- traveling up uh, with, with the others? Uh, we've been through such a lot. You might enjoy the fresh air, actually. Oh, quite. Uh, yes, yes, sir. Uh, perfectly agreeable. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you, sir. Marvelous. The Reverend gets into the carriage, closes the door, makes sure there's just the three of us in here, and looks at the children sitting opposite him and gives a very stern look. Now, children, this is a ball that society wants us to attend, and we have to look our absolute best. Something is afoot in this town, but we are the prettiness. We are the external influence that is going to make everything right. There is so much going on here, I couldn't possibly <laughs> tell you everything in just a simple carriage ride. Anastasia, I hope you are all right. There is lots going on here, and after your experience in the spa, which let me assure you, Myself, Tobias, and Mr. Burroughs also. And Master Thomas, your experience being away for so long. This is a secret that people will want to steal from us. I've had enough things stolen from me since I've arrived here in Kingscombe. I would ask that we present a united front and show this town the Prideaux family is all about. Now I've got that out of the way. Any questions for me, children? This is, is rather difficult. The carriage starts as this conversation is happening and you find your way onto the ball. Uncle, I feel it is worth our while raising the point that Jenkins, Mr. Jenkins, is still out there. You saw with your own eyes what he did to Aldworth. Now, I know that you don't know the man. I knew him back in Hampshire. He is not to be trusted. And sister, if Jenkins makes an appearance at the ball tonight, you are to run back home. I will deal with him. There are things in this world that you cannot possibly begin to comprehend. It may only have been two days... But I tell you what, I have learnt so much more than, well, all the schooling I received at boarding school. This is a war. Uncle, you're right. People have been targeting us. We have lost so much in such a short space of time. Father, even Chambers, as much as I despise the man. But we must present a united front. Tell the people who ask that I twisted my ankle while riding. They'll believe it. But any sign of Jenkins, leave him to me. I will deal with him. Thomas's voice audibly changes for that last sentence, almost a sort of hangover from the red jelly experience. Um, this is probably a good point to add that the uh, Hawthorns are also trying to kill me. And... and, and what, 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 what? I'm trying. I'm trying not to be dismissive, uh, Miss Anastasia. That is quite the accusation. 
they gave you such a lovely gift of tea. The tea wasn't poisoned, was it? Goodness. The Hawthorne's peers of the realm. Why would a peer of the realm wish to harm you? This is uh, scandalous. Scandalous accusations that if that gets out, that you have sh- said that, Thomas, the entire Thomas, family shall be ruined. Keep your voice down, young man. Mrs. You have not changed at all, after all. Uh, Tobias, their own son, told me and uh, has been trying to protect me. He's a um, good man. You should dance with him tonight. And yet, his family are trying to kill me, if not all of us. I don't know what that game is. Certainly, there is a very much air about them of superiority. And these village gentlefolk have nothing in common with the us city folk. We know best, and we shall show them who is best. And if we need the alliance of Mr. Dunn to force Hawthorne out of the Kingscombe Spa, if he was able to step down, if Mr. Dunn was able to step down, then we could, well, make everything work. But stay on your toes. If Mr. Jenkins does show up, well, as I say, Thomas, don't be a brave hero. I uh, remember what happened last time. I believe you got thrown through a window and carried off kidnapped. What did happen to you? This time will be different, Uncle. I will be prepared. He caught me unawares. I was not expecting Jenkins. What happened to me, sister? I had a pathosis. I was reborn beneath, well, wherever I was in that cavern. Oh, goodness. What did he do to you? He showed me. He showed me what man could become. Oh, my goodness. And... I have to admit, at a point I was tempted. He made a convincing argument when I saw what was in those tanks. What he was doing to those creatures. Those inhuman, frog-eyed, scaly things. You hear the horses rear, Thomas. And you hear the snap of a, 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 a whip. We will continue this conversation once we return to Prudhoe Manor. If For now... Maybe. We are a happy family. We are a united front. And children, children, no more secrets. They are weapons to be used against us. I am sorry I have not been forthcoming, but let us try and make this a fresh start. Let us show the world what a real Proto family is all about. Thank you for joining us for Cult and Culpability. Remember, you can find us at www.miskatonicplayhouse.com and you can also visit the main stage for other scenarios from the Miskatonic Playhouse with links in the show notes below. Please like and subscribe and if you can spare a minute to leave a review, it makes a huge difference to other like-minded listeners who will be able to find and enjoy our work. Until next time, when the curtain rises again.